quite sure why I feel so teary-eyed this morning, um, but it's happened both services. And so I am grateful to God for what he is doing and what he is saying and all that we have ahead of us in this moment in this season. Join me for today's scripture. Um, you will see that it is 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter, starting at verse 57 and ending in 58, and it reads, But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved, be steadfast and movable, always excelling in the work of the Lord, because you know that in the Lord your work is not in vain. Let us pray. Most gracious God, Lord, we thank you for this time and this season. God, we thank you that you dwell with us, that you, that you protect us on every side. God, we thank you that even in this moment, you are working on our hearts and working on our minds and developing and growing us as only you can. Lord, we ask that you would open our eyes and our ears. Lord, that you would speak in a mighty way to our hearts, that we may walk out of here better and able to live, to function, and to walk in the purpose that you have placed within each of us. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen. We are starting a new sermon series today, and the, the series is, What Does Faithfulness Look Like? And I feel like this particular scripture illustrates faithfulness very well. And, and part of this is because I have come to, to realize that even though faithfulness requires a lot of things, it also, it, it, even though faithfulness requires a lot of things, it will require us to have three things in particular. And those three things is faith, commitment, and sacrifice. Now, preceding this particular scripture, we find that Paul is speaking to the church at Corinth. And he has outlined and gone through many things, and we arrive at 1 Corinthians 15, where he begins to talk about the resurrection. Now, the great thing about this particular portion of Scripture that I think feeds so greatly into, into the concept of faithfulness is the fact that Paul basically says that there is a resurrection. There has to be. Without a resurrection, then there's no reason for us to be where we are. Without the resurrection, the gospel has no power. And he takes them back to all of the things that God has done and God has promised and the faithfulness that God has shown. And he said, so because of all these things, we know that there is a resurrection. We know that the promise that Jesus will come back is going to happen. We know without a shadow of a doubt that the gospel that we proclaim, that the gospel that we live, that the gospel that we are given to our communities is powerful and our labor is not in vain. You see, it is faith that we need to live a faithful life. Many would argue that it is hard to be faithful to something or someone you have no faith in. They would argue that you must desire to run after a thing or a person in order to take the first step, and your desire must grow in order to continue taking steps toward that thing. But I would admonish you, just as Paul admonishes this church at Corinth, that God is the same today, tomorrow, and forevermore. You see, if the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob was faithful to his word, and we know that the God of Brian and Jay 
and, 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 and Aisha and Elaine and insert your name here has been faithful to his word and it is the very same God, then we can depend on the fact that he will be also the God that is faithful to our next generation. The God of the James and the Christopher, the God of Davis and Emerson, the God of Charlotte and Gavin, the God of Meadow, the God of all of our babies here will be faithful to them just as he has been faithful to us. It is not a matter of if God will show up. It's not a matter of if he will do the thing that he has promised to do, but only a matter of when we will see the fruits and when his hand will show itself. He has been, he is, and he will forever be faithful. And this relationship of faithfulness, it is not God that drops the ball, it is us. In this relationship of faithfulness, it is not God that drops the ball, it is us. You see, the call of God is that if we are faithful over the little, he, he will make us ruler over the much. And all of us want the much, but nobody wants to be bothered with the little. The promise of God is that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. And we want his forgiveness, his grace, his mercy, and the cleansing, but we don't want to admit that we were wrong, so there is no confession. You see, God is faithful to us no matter what. God has always been just who he said he would be. God is in his character to be faithful. It is what God is. The question today is, are you? Are you faithful? Are you committed to the call that God has placed on your life? You see, it, 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 in many cases, it is our commitment that seems to fail us. Our, our commitment is not resolute enough. It's not strong enough to drive our faithfulness. We want God to love us beyond our conditions, but we want to love him only when he meets ours. We want to reap the benefits of the gospel, but we don't want to endure the hardness that may come with it. It, it was my wife last night, as we began to talk about these various things that I think said uh, 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 this so eloquently as we begin to talk about commitment. I love that lady, by the way. She said this. That commitment as it relates to faithfulness is the faith to move forward and stand strong in spite of. The faith to move forward and stand strong in spite of. In spite of what your eyes may see. In spite of what your ears may hear. In spite of what the people that you are close to may think you should do. To stand strong and move forward in spite of resting only on what God has placed in your hands. You see, we have to be so committed to the call of God on our lives that nothing shall move us. We have to be so committed that when the enemy comes in like a flood, our faith stands up and expects God to lift up that standard. We have to be so committed that when we go into our proverbial gardens and the enemy tempts us and offers us the whole world, our eyes will open up to the faith that we have in God and realize that the purpose that God has placed in us is bigger than that thing that he is offering us. It's too small what you offer me, the enemy. God is so much bigger than what you have in your hands. You see, after all, we find that God has been so committed to us that he gave his only begotten son. 
that Jesus was so committed that he gave his life that we might have it more abundantly, that the Holy Spirit is so committed that he continues to dwell among us, interceding on our behalf. You see, God was, he is, and shall forever be all in. He was, he is, and will forever be committed. The question still is, are you? We realize after looking at all of these things, that that last thing that I said that faithfulness requires, we said it required that we have faith. It required that we were committed. Oh, but it also requires that we are willing to sacrifice. It requires that we have faith, that we stay committed, say this with me, and that we sacrifice. Oh, that's a hard word to say, isn't it? That we would be full of faith, that we will stay committed and be willing to, that we will be full of faith, stay committed and be willing to. You see, sacrifice for so many of us is a four-letter word. Yes, I can count. I know it's four letters and then some, but for the sake of argument, it's that, that no-no word, that naughty word, that word that none of us wants to hear. You know, it's easy for us to remain faithful as long as it doesn't cost us anything. It's easy for us to walk that, that, that line of faithfulness as long as it doesn't hurt, as long as it doesn't require that we give up anything, as long as everything that we want stays intact and all the people we want to go with us go with us. You see, it's that word sacrifice that scares many of us out of our commitment that causes us to lose faith and thus us lose our faithfulness. But I proclaim to you today this. Proclaiming the gospel, whether it's from the pulpit, from the playground, from your desk at work, from your car, or from your smartphone, requires sacrifice. It requires that you sacrifice your comfort in order to be transparent enough that people can see God working in your life. It requires that you endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ, understanding that your work and your fight is not in vain. It requires that you sacrifice the, the visions that your eyes see and that your ears hear for the truth that God has placed inside of you. It requires that you sacrifice some relationships and realize that you're going to be forsaken by some of the people that claim to love you based solely on what you believe. It requires sacrifice. A sacrifice of needing the acceptance of man, chasing only after the acceptance of God. You see, sacrifice, it builds us, it makes us stronger, it protects us, it covers us, it develops us, it gives all of these great rewards, but the bottom line is it also is a pruning, it's a cutting. And in some cases, in most cases, really in all cases, there's a certain level of pain. You see, the scripture says this, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your toil is not in vain in the Lord. You see, the scripture calls for faithfulness, and it even tells us what faithfulness looks like. It is to be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. 
It is a call to be full of faith, to understand that the God of yesterday, the God of today, and the God of tomorrow is faithful. There is nothing and no one that can shake the, 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 the thought process in my head of whether God will show up because he's already done too much. You see, it is my experience, my faith files that pulls me into this place of faith that fills me up so greatly that I am wholly committed to the call of God on my life. So faithfulness looks like commitment a commitment to the call in spite of what you see, a commitment to the call in spite of what you hear, a commitment to share the gospel knowing that you have already gained the victory and your work is not in vain. Faithfulness looks like a place of sacrifice, a giving up, a taking up your cross daily and following after Christ. It is a sacrifice, a giving up of your wants and your needs for the ultimate good of the kingdom of God. It's a sacrifice knowing that all things will forever work together for the good of those that love God and are called according to his purpose. That is faithfulness, for we know that we have already been given the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And we know that the call is to be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that our work, our toil, is not in vain in God. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.